supposed to be well I'm supposed to be having common come on um like yesterday he said he's not getting the email but I'm sending it to the right 
address. So just bear with me. I have to try to get him in. Um, I hope everyone's doing good. I know um, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals happened yesterday against Miami Heat and Celtics. Um, Miami Heat beat the Celtics. Uh, it was a close game, but Miami took over in the fourth. Tonight we got game two of the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers and Nuggets. The Lakers lost game one, but they should be able to bounce back in game two. But in the meantime, I'm waiting for the con man. That's the reason why I'm doing this show. He's a legend. He's a part of the Sports Empire Network. So just bear with me as we try to get him in. Um, Thank y'all for tuning in. We got four people in here so far. Like, let me um, see what's going on in the comments. What's up, Jory? What's up, Jory? How you doing? How you doing? Hopefully, we can get him on. I wanted I wanted him on yesterday. But um yeah he's uh if you haven't really if you haven't if you don't know about Con Man, Con Man is like OG. He um you know he he's very intelligent intelligent in the basketball world. Um he knows about the old school players. Um and it's, and it's good to pick, pick pick his mind, you know. Um because obviously I grew up in a generation where the basketball it was like post Jordan era. Now Kobe LeBron era, where there was there was different rules. There was different um, there was different ways to play. Um, back in the day, there was no three point line. Um, back in the day, there was no hand. Oh, back in the day, there was hand checking. Um, I guess people would say in the sports realm that. The generation I grew up watching is like soft, a lot of flopping going on. Um, but then again, there is no deems the three seconds. You just check my audio, make sure it's good. Okay, yeah, there's no deems the three seconds. Um, you know, big men can stand in the paint. As long as they want it back in the day, now like you know, I mean, it's it's rare that the even three seconds is called in, in the NBA, but it happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's um, uh, it's a crazy, it's crazy how you know the sport of basketball has evolved. Um throughout, you know, history with different kinds of different kinds of players. Um just the way that like now we see like big men like taking the three. Like six foot nine, seven foot guys taking the three where <clears throat> whereas back in the day if you were a big man like you were looked upon as a private coach as like, what the hell are you doing shooting a three? Like, for instance, like you wouldn't expect like Dennis Robin to shoot a three. You expect him to be in the paint and, you know, getting rebounds and protecting the board. But now you have like Kevin Loves and the, the Tim Duncans, the Kevin Garnett's, the the Anthony Davises, the Jokic's of the world. Shoot, even Embiid, even um, AD. Like, and that's all thanks to, I think that's all thanks to Curry. Because Curry, he was the one that kind of changed that 
dynamic of the three ball and what it is. Um, obviously, yeah, three ball was came in before Curry was there, like you know, with the Ray Allens and the Kyle Quarters, but like Curry, Curry made it acceptable to where it gave it gave more players the freedom to shoot. That's why, like, if you backtrack, because that's why I wanted to have comment on, because he has more input in this because of the older generational players and the old league. But he knows players. He he knows players that were in the ABA. I mean, he he knows players that were in the ABA. The ABA was a league before the NBA. Um, but back in the day, like it was the one, the two, the three, the four, the five, the point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, and primarily the one or two would bring it up. Primarily the point guard would bring it up, and kind of like the big men, the wings would, um, you know, take one would take one block, the other would take the other block, and. You see centers like grinding it out, getting boards. Uh, but now, early 2000s, like late 90s, oh, well, I say early 2000s, maybe 2000, like, like 2008 to present, we see the term called positionless basketball, where you see like a Jokic or an Embiid or a Giannis or even LeBron James um, bringing the ball up where you have LeBron playing all, he can play all five positions. Where back in the day, if LeBron was putting like the Jordan era or like, even the Bill Russell era or like the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar eras, LeBron would probably be a small forward. And he would not be looked upon to bring the ball up the court. Um, but now, you know, it's acceptable for, you know, a 6'9 plus player bring the ball up. And I'm all I'm all for it. Um, Positions bas- basketball, um, and I mean now we see like well, we didn't see a, a season of Chet, but Chet from Gonzaga, you know he was hurt, he got hurt in the uh, in the Drew League, but um, like see players like Chet. Seven foot player, seven foot plus player who can rebound, score, pass, assist. Um, I mean, shoot, AD was at Kentucky in his older years or his younger years. He was, he was the um, he was a point guard. So you know, he kind of has that point guard background where he can like dribble it, he can pass it, he can. But primarily, he's just a rebounder and just mid-range score, but um, like now we have um, players coming from, you know, other parts of the world, like Wimbiana. Wimbiana is like a unicorn, man, like a 7-5 center basically can do everything. Now, I mean, he... Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this, but he. I mean, I'm not gonna say the Europe or whatever league he came from is soft, but obviously there are players that. I mean, obviously I saw videos like he was just dominating because he was taller than this competition. Um, but I'm not gonna say that that league he he was in was soft because it wasn't soft. But as as in terms of he can dominate dominate like he can shoot the three, shots the floor out. Get you a board, get you buggers inside a inside the paint like a traditional center should be asked to do. We can dribble it up the court. 
to be honest, in my opinion, I think he's he's going to be a better Giannis. Um, where I don't know what his shot's going to look like, but I feel like, and and I'm not throwing shade to Giannis whatsoever because I think that if Giannis can find a consistent shot, I think that he can be the most unstoppable unstoppable player in the league. Um, now there's some instances where Giannis can't shoot the three and stretch the floor out, but you're not gonna you don't really ask of him to like dominate on a three point line, you know. Um, but like this is my point. Like now it has come, it has been acceptable for big men like Giannis, a player who's supposed to be on either of the blocks. He can stretch the floor out, or he can be asked to stretch the floor out. Um, I mean, there was that the Splash Brothers era with carrying Clay, well, it was pre Clay Thompson injury. Like, Clay took like 20 something dribbles in one game. Dude was not missing a shot. And he's like six seven, six six, at the shooting guard position. That's why they're that's why they're saying that when when Wimbiana, when Wimbiana gets drafted, that's why they're saying that he's a generational generational talent because of his skill at that position. Now, I'm not going to make an early early prediction, but I really think that I mean, we all know Wimbiana is going to dominate on the boards and glass, but if he can get like a little stronger, like for example, Giannis, when he came into the league, he was like a, he was a toothpick. He was he was a skinny, tall dude. But as he matured and as he worked out, his his arms got bigger. And I think that if Wimbiana gets a little bit stronger, gets into the gym, you know, gets get his arms more defined and his legs stronger, we all know he's gonna be going to the rim. Um, just let me know what y'all think about the whole like traditional like positions back in the day and then I want to hear y'all's thoughts on like just to on just the um the positionless basketball aspect because I find it very very interesting that that's a term that's being used in today's NBA. Um, so hop in the comments. I want to hear y'all's thoughts on um, that concept. I don't know where comment is. Um, don't know.
Yeah, so you definitely definitely like hop in the comments. Um, you know, get the chat booming. Um while we try to get a response from comment, the con the comment. Cause I really want to pick his brain about like, you know, the the basketball he grew up in and he played in and compared to like the basketball that I'm watching on TV because you know there's a lot of differences that have happened over the years, like different roles or different ways that players are able to play. Um, and also, just give me a prediction on tonight's game. Um, game two, Lakers versus Denver. Um, but definitely, just let me get your input on uh, – so Jory said – um, I got a good look at Victor Wimbiana. I think you said his last name right or pr- pronounced it or however you spell it. Um, he needs to put on a few pounds. Yeah, I, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I feel like um, like that's okay because when Giannis came to the league, he, was, he had to put on a few pounds. And uh, I feel like if he eats the right things, um, diets right, gets into the gym, um, gets his legs stronger, gets his arms stronger. Um, he can definitely be like a Giannis 2.0 for real. I mean, I, I truly believe that. Uh, I definitely do agree with that. Yeah, I definitely do agree with that. I feel like I feel like Victor's gonna be a good player. Yeah, Spurs got a gym. They got a gym. But yeah, just uh, hop in the comments. Um, tell me your thoughts on you know the playoffs, or just tell me your thoughts about the playoffs overall. Just like not just the third round, just like your overall thoughts on the playoffs. Um, first round, second round, playing. This is like a this is like a bonus episode. Uh, yeah. Charger in real quick. All right, Jory. Um, so the comment, well, the th- this playoffs did expose some fraud. So kind of explain that. Like, can you elaborate on that? Okay, that's a that's definitely. I want to put that comment up again. That comment up again. Um, well, this playoffs did expose some frauds. So. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Take your time, take your time. You, you can just explain that in the comments. So.
Yeah, but definitely this comment, like I definitely agree. If he puts on a few more pounds. Gets to the gym, eats the right things. Um, you know, I believe he's gonna get a right the, the right trainer. Um he's gonna be good. He's gonna be good. He 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 might he might be more of a Tim Duggan 2.0. Um, but, but but with players, I mean, I'd say after I'd say um, women, I say women, Yana, I thought women, Yana, Scooter, and um, oh, the Alabama player. Um, this kind of draft is kind of weak compared to those top three. Um, I don't know anybody like after like Wimiana Scooter and the guy from Alabama. Um, we'll see what this draft, you know, after those teams pick what those draft players hold. I don't, I, I have to do my research on the other players. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that. Like put the right pieces around Wimiana, put the right players around him, and he has a, a coach in Greg Popovich. Um, it definitely um helps Wimiana, and you know, I feel like Pop is gonna bring the best out of him. I I think Pop was gonna retire if he didn't get the uh the first get the first pick because obviously a team doesn't want to miss on that kind of player, so. I mean, I don't know if that was rumored or just something I saw online, but um, No, you, no, you're good. Um, so my bad. I'm on the clock, but it was a lot of front running going on in the earlier season, and exposed in the playoffs. Um, my oh, my, uh, as Jory said, my big theme about this year's playoffs is well, as well as coaching. Coaching definitely played more of a visible role in this year's playoffs. So let me just um, this was the second the second comment. So the first one you said that uh, it was a lot of front running going on. I was like, do you mean as far as just like front running as far as just like teams like like Milwaukee getting beaten by Miami in the first round, like? Do you mean that, or do you mean like player, like individual players being front runners? Because there's different ways you can go with that. Like, I think this year's, I think a thing for this year's playoffs would be our coaches getting. Um. I feel like I feel like the um, another theme for this year's playoffs is coaches are getting exposed too, um, like Doc Rivers, um, Mike Budenholzer. He got, he got exposed. Um, Monte Williams. I mean, obviously, I thought the problem for Phoenix was the. Um, the whole Aiden situation, but I feel like Aiden's going to be shipped out as well, too. So you said both teams and players. Um, and you said the parity is great right now. 
Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I definitely feel like the playoffs have been have been kind of even as far as matchups. Um, I didn't expect Miami to beat Milwaukee. I know Giannis missed a couple games. I, I know Middleton was streaky at times. But I didn't expect Miami to beat or, or win a series against the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, there was no hate on Spolstra. But outside of, I mean, even Kyle Lowry, um, a lot of people have a lot of people have uh, kind of talked down on Larry because he he's not he wasn't the the point guard that he used to be in Toronto. Uh, he's streaky at times, but like outside of Butler, I mean, other than well, it's Tyler Hero, but then he went down with a hand injury. Um, other than like those couple, and then Bam, now the center. But other than those couple of players, I just don't I just didn't see Giggy Vincent having a good playoff like series or um Max Strauss, but I mean he's proven to me that he's he, he, he can score. Um but when it comes to the playoffs, man, Jimmy Butler is that it's dangerous. You see how many points. Let's look at his stats real quick from last game. I mean, down the line, I mean, Butler had 35-7-5. Uh, bio had 25-8. Uh, um, Gabe Vincent had 15-3-2. And, and Max Strauss had 15-3. Uh, I mean, he got uh, some – they got some help from Kyle Lowry. They He was on, on the bench – so Gabe, I guess Sparster put Gabe Bench or Gabe Vincent on as a starter and switched out him for Kyle Lowry. But Kyle Lowry put up 15, uh, three and three off the bench. Robinson had zero, both for two from the three point line, over two from the field. Um, Caleb Martin had 15, four, uh, 15, three and four. The Celtics, I mean, Tatum did have 30, uh, one and seven. I mean, Horford, I mean, he's the only one that really stepped up. I mean, Brian had 22, five and nine. Um, they had a lot of bench help, um, from uh, 19, one and two. Uh, Derek White had 11, one and two. Eh, not really much help from Pritchard, but on Miami side, I mean. When you when you had Butler going off and you know helping out in, in other departments, um, he was two for four from three point line and 20, 12 to twenty five from that field goal. So, um, like playoff Jimmy is is dangerous. Um, now I want to go to. I want to go back to game one of the Lakers and Nuggets game one in the third round. The Lakers lost by, uh, it was 132 to 126. They only lost by six points. Go back to Joey's comment. Uh, she said Derek White is constantly inconsistent, but that's because his production run bounces off the off direction of JT and JB. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So in game one, 
Nuggets beat the Lakers 132 to 126. They beat them by six points. Go to the stats real quick. I'll start with the Denver side. Um, Aaron Gordon had 12, 3, and 3. So he was over 3 from the, from the three-point line and 4 for 9 from the field goal. Um, Michael Porter Jr. had 15, 2, and 10 rebounds. He was 3 for 6. He was 50% from the three-point line. And he was 66 for 12 from the field. Played 35 minutes. Nikola Jokic, Joker, had 34, 14, and 21 rebounds. He was 12 for 20 from the field, uh, 3-3 from the three-point line. A player that I was shocking to see. What up, Coach Dante? You're just talking about the NBA playoffs right now. We're talking about the uh well right now we're talking about the well we, we were talking about the Celtics and Heat. Um now we're talking about the uh well I'm talking about the Lakers and Denver game one. Uh then we'll, we'll die, I'm gonna dive into round uh game two tonight. Um but I mean look, uh Contavious Caldwell Pope, he had he had the chip on his shoulder, he played. Um, on our team, I believe they're in that uh, that bubble run. So he's playing playing with a chip on his shoulder. Sports good. Yeah, Contavious Caldwell Pope, he had 21, uh, 3 and 2. They had some help on the bench with Bruce Brown, it was 16, 2 and 4. But on the Lakers side, I mean, like everyone talked about how the Lakers lost and didn't play well. But I mean, looking at the stat line, I mean, outside of uh, the forty point, the forty point output from from Davis, the twenty and, and the ten rebounds, the twenty six points from Braun. I, mean, I know people say, "Oh, how he? Oh, he had a good game." But twenty six points, what? How did he do in the last five minutes of the game? I mean, I mean, it was back and forth. It was back and forth. But yeah, outside of uh, AD, LeBron, and Reeves, I mean, D'Angelo Russell has to step up, man. Um, like Kyle Edwards said, my co-host said that. Uh, I mean, with Schroeder, have, I mean, getting six points. It's not really, he's not really a player who, okay, you expect for him to go off. He's a type of player, Schroeder's a type of player who would just, you know, sit on the three-point arc, get the ball, jab step, go to the bucket and get a foul. Um, I mean, he did have I mean, three rebounds and five assists. Um, and then another big key role player, which he might start in game two, uh, Rory Hachimura, or Hachimura. Uh, he had he was eight for eleven, one for one from the three point line. Uh, he had one assist, but still he had seventeen buckets from the um from the thir- from the three point line. So I think that I mean obviously we all know that the the Lakers offense. My dog barking. My bad. Um, we, we all know the like offense revolves around AD. So when AD gets you know in his comfort zone in that mid range area, and um, I mean he did a pretty good job on on Joker. On Joker I think I, I think Joker had the better game because he had the um, 
He had, I think he had a triple double. Uh, yeah, he had a no, no, no. yeah, he had a triple double. I mean, he had a triple double, so yeah, he, he did he did have the better game in that aspect. But I mean, AD, I mean, he had forty and forty and ten. Um, so he didn't really have a bad game. It's just like the Denver was just the better team that game. Um, but. A lot of people are saying, like Ty Owens, um, my boy from the Sports Empire Network, told me on Twitter that um, this is a must, kind of a must-win game for the Lakers to you know swing swing the uh, the pendulum for the series. I mean, I don't think that if I don't think that if the Lakers lose tonight, yes, they'll be in the O2 hole, but I think they're going to go back to LA. Prob- they could probably still two games at home. Um, I just don't. The thing is with Denver. Like I've always said this. Um, like outside of like the starting five, who whoever it is, if it's Murray, um, Michael Porter Jr., he's I mean he's been kind of injury prone in these past couple of years. So we, we 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 really haven't seen much of him, but when he's healthy, um I, I'm not worried about him uh being you know efficient. Um I have no worries about him. So outside of Outside of like Joker, or I think I'm saying Joker, like Elka, the Joker, um, outside Joker, uh, Jamal Murray, um, Aaron Gordon, I just don't, I just don't trust, um, I mean, other than Uncle Jeff, Jeff Green, I mean, Bruce Brown did step up. I just don't trust Denver's bench because if you think about it, Denver's bench. I mean, I guess. I mean, Braun. Um, what's his name? Uh, Christian Braun. He didn't really give you points off the bench. He had zero points over two from the three, over two from the field, one rebound. Um, yeah, well, what you do? But I mean, Bruce Brown, he did give you 16 3, but they don't. I mean, Mike Malone doesn't play half of this bench. What Zeke, Najee, uh, Peyton Watson, who? Uh, Velasco Concord, like, I mean, and Thomas Bryant, maybe, but I'm surprised he don't play Reddy Jackson. I mean, another good backup point guard. Starter for the uh, the the Clippers, um, but yeah, I just don't. I mean, their bench points. I mean, they yeah, they only got nineteen bench points, and then our our Lakers we had uh, seventeen from Murray, and then six from um, Walker, Lonnie Walker. I mean, I guess you can say the same thing for the Lakers. They don't play Gabriel or Troy, Trent Brown or Thompson or Beasley um, or Matt Christie. I, mean, I guess you can say the same thing for for the Lakers. But I feel like the Lakers they they they're more they have more depth at at the bench position. Um, I mean, I got us another game. Bruce Brown being productive. Um, I feel like if we can if if Darwin Ham puts in a Rory at the so I think my lineup would be Schroeder at the one, Reed at the two, LeBron at the three, Rory at the four, AD at the five. And I saw in game one that when Rory plays like kind of like that on ball defense on on Joker. It allows AD on the other block. Uh, so if they're if the Lakers are playing a high, high low defense, and Jokic is by the free throw line, and Rory is on him right, Jokic likes to pass if he doesn't have a good shot. I mean, if he does back someone down, and he'll take the shot if he can. But he's an assist big man; he can assist so. AD has a long has a long arm, so if Rory's high by like the three point or by the foul line, and Jokic is kind of like backing him down, 
AD can can come off behind them from the block and kind of help on the help defense. So we saw like that in game one where Jokic, they were forcing Jokic to make turnovers. Um, he was throwing the ball away. I mean, it was a back and forth game um, up until like the end of the third, early fourth. And then Denver started to pull away. I mean, I think the X factor for Denver is definitely going to be Michael Porter Jr. Because outside of Jamal Murray and Jokic scoring, um, I feel like like all the attention is going to be surrounding Jamal Murray and and uh, and Jokic. So if less attention is on Michael Porter Jr., he's going to get those open shots. So I mean, when it comes to the third, second, third round of the playoffs of the NBA, it's all about making adjustments. Um, obviously, Darwin Ham thinking about incorporating uh, Rory Hachimura in the starting lineup tonight. So we'll see how that does for Lakers. But I believe the Lakers get game game two. Um, it'll be one and one. Take the LA like they did in uh, Golden State. I still have faith that the Lakers will end it in, in six. I know it's a tough, tough tale, a tall tale. But I think that will, will be the key. Kind of, if you can. Contain Jokic, maybe get into foul trouble early. Like the Lakers are known to be the better team on the transition, getting the board out or getting the ball out, um, with the uh, with the outlet pass, and D'Lo needs to be the X factor tonight. He needs to score more points than eight points. Um, he can shoot the three, but it's inconsistent. You know, a little more shooting or production from shoulder, but you know, shoulder's going to be shoulder at the end of the day. He will he will drive to the basket, try to get a foul call, go to the free throw line. If the Lakers can find a way to out rebound. Denver, and find a way to – I mean, I know the Warriors are not the same team as Denver, but in this aspect, if if the Lakers can drive to the basket and get to the foul line more often than Denver, because free throws, they're free points. If, if you can make the free throw. And I feel like if the Lakers can get to the free throw line more than Denver can, I feel like – that will help in the Lakers' favor, trying try to get the contact. But Jokic, he and I think in the first first quarter, like I mean, in the first quarter, the Lakers, I mean, they were just had no answers. I mean, LeBron, he was doing his thing, and then AD kind of stepped in and stepped up. Um, but I'm still holding faith that the Lakers will end it in six. I know that's a huge ask for Lakers to do, but I feel like it, it, it can happen. So this this uh just a um little bit of, of a preview. The Nuggets are thirty four and eighteen in the Western Conference in Western Conference games. Denver averages eleven uh, one hundred fifteen point eight points while outscoring opponents by three point three points per game. The Lakers have gone 20, 27 25 against Western Conference opponents. Los Angeles had a nineteen and nineteen record in games decided by ten points or more. So like Jamal Murray is averaging twenty points. And 6.2 assists for the for Nuggets. Jokic is averaging 33.2 points per points over the last 10 games for Denver. Um, D'Angelo Russell is scoring uh 
points per game and averaging 3.0, free rebounds for the Lakers. LeBron James is averaging 23.3 points per game and 10-point rebounds and 10 rebounds over, over the last 10 games. Um, in the last 10 games, the Nuggets are 7-3, and three, averaging 117.5 points, 44.5 rebounds, 25.6 assists, and 7.6 steals, and 4.2 blocks per game, or shooting 49.4% from the field. Um, their opponents have averaged 110 points per point, 110.6 points per game. Lakers are 6-4, um, averaging 114.3 points per game. Uh, 14.1 rebounds, 26.1 assists, 6.8 steals, and 6.3 blocks per game while shooting 47.8% from the field. Their opponents have averaged 110.3 points. So the the money line uh, for tonight if you if people are in the betting, um, the line is, is going it's going Denver's way obviously because they're home. Um, they're five and a half, uh, five and a half, minus five and a half. And the over under is uh, for points is two twenty six um, for the for betting. So a five and a half point swing for the Denver um, Lakers lost by six. So. Um, it's not really not going to win by a large margin. Um, obviously it's going to be it's going to be a, you know a battle for both teams. But yeah, if, if y'all have any comments, any 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 things you want me to talk about, um, I, I don't think comments coming on tonight or on this show. So, um, comment comment your thoughts. Chat uh, hit the comments in, in the chat. Before I get out of here, oh, back to Jory, <clears throat> the Jory's comment about the Celtics. Derek White is consistently inconsistent, but that's because of his production and bounces off the production of JT and JB. Yeah. Um, with the Celtics, I know it's game one. It's a long series, but like when it comes to like crunch time, I mean, you have two different egos in Jalen Brown and uh, Tatum. You, I feel like they both want to take the last shot. So they need to figure out, like, who's going to be that star in that moment. Um, I mean, I believe they're both I, – I believe they're both clutch. But the Celtics have to, have to decide, like, who is going to take that – that that shot. I know last night Brown had it on the baseline. He was going to drive to the hoop, but he decided to pass it out. They were just passing it. They, they, they didn't know who to pass it to. I know somebody on another, on another network said that um you know the Celtics don't they don't have an identity. Uh, they don't know who's going to take the final shot. And Jalen Brown or, or Tatum. Both can hit the game-winning shot. It's just like, is one going to be not selfish and pass the ball up if the guy's open, or is he going to be the man and take the layup and try to win the game? So, like like people said, as early as game one, um, people overreact a little, a little bit. But the same problem happens in game two where Celtics are, are up or they're, or they're down by two or three. And they need a three. They need to decide in that moment who's going to take that final shot. Because we all know, like in that time, LeBron can take it. AD can take the final shot. But in crunch time, LeBron, there's no doubt that 
LeBron on the Lakers in that situation, he would get he would make he would be the man with the ball. Um, the Celtics they don't have. I mean, they had that play, those two players in Brown and Tatum. They just need to know who's gonna. Joe Mazzola Joe Mazzola needs to decide in crunch time who that player is gonna be. Who's that player gonna take that that clutch shot? If they're down two, they need a three. I think the Heat just play smarter. I mean, Butler had thirty-five. Bam had like twenty. I mean, Vincent had points for, as, as a starter. Kevin Love had eight. Uh, so yeah. But um, if they don't have any comments or any, you know, topics that we talk about, I'm gonna get out of here. Um, this will end uh today's sh- little bonus show. I'm sorry, my my guest couldn't show up again. Um, for the second time in a row, um, I think he has technical difficulties or. For some reason, he's not getting—he's not getting the email or not getting the um, the link to the show. So, I definitely want to get him on here, <clears throat> for sure, for sure. But um, like the ticker up there, um, in the red, definitely uh, follow the show on Instagram at JJL Sports Talk. Um, when you go to my page, you can hit that blue link in my bio. And it will send you to my link tree, which has all the links to Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I do have my podcast merch still up there in the store. You get your sweatshirts and get some sh- shirts. I know it's going to start to get hot out here, so you can get shirts and tank tops. Um, definitely. Um, so y'all can be a part of the JJL Sports Talk. Um, yeah, so March is up there, and yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday. I hope y'all enjoy the game, uh, tonight. Uh, Lakers and uh, Nuggets game two, uh, game starts at 8 30 on ESPN. So tune into that, and I hope and if I don't go live this week or the rest of the week, I hope y'all have a good uh, rest of your week and weekend. I know for me, I'm getting excited. I'm getting my hair cut on Saturday, getting it fresh. Because your boy, Big J, is graduating from college. Yes, 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 yes. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Graduating with a sports communication uh, background. So I'm excited for that. So, yeah, with that being said, I'm your host of the JJ Sports Talk. I'm Jordan Jean Louis. And with that, we are out.